0: and welcome to the first edition, first episode of Into the Slick presented by Rubbered Up Productions. I'm glad that everybody is here to join us. Uh, Our special guest today is Hudson O'Neill. You'll hear from him shortly. We uh, get to know Hudson a little more than I think the uh, average person in public uh, knows him or maybe even some friends. So I'm excited about that. Uh, We talk about previewing the North-South 100 this weekend at Florence Speedway, the North-South shootout, the Friday heats, and the Saturday night North-South 100 crown jewel 50,000 to win uh, that he ran very well in last year before he had to go out for surgery. So I'm extremely excited. This is something that we've worked towards for a long time, um, talked about doing, and here it is, uh, the launch pilot episode. I will say that coming into the future, and the next week's, uh, we will have different guests on. But one cool um, thing that I'm going to do is called the Rubbered Up Productions Driver Spotlight, where we talk up to more local drivers than national drivers. So many times, in especially big media coverage of dirt late model racing, we forget the little guy. We even forget the regional driver a lot. And we're going to talk to some of them guys and find out where they came from. Give their sponsors and give their teams some light. Give their car owners who spend all the money to get them to the track some, uh, some spotlight coverage. So I'm extremely excited about that. I'm extremely excited about the future. I will be reporting live from the North-South 100 this weekend. Um, I'll turn the results. We'll have some, a few people on into uh, next week's podcast. And also this weekend, I will be reporting with uh, with the mic, talking to drivers, getting their thoughts um, from their Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night results and uploading them to the page. So I'm extremely excited for that. So without further ado, let's get into our conversation with Hudson O'Neill. All righty, super excited for our first guest in the podcast to be Hudson O'Neill, driver number 71, SSI Longhorn. Hudson, how you doing?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. Thanks
0: for having me. Yeah, no problem. Man, you're eighth in points this year. You got three wins on the tour. Tell us how you're feeling about your season so far.
1: Uh, it's been up and down. There's no hiding that we haven't been uh, the best or really as good as we were last year. We've uh, we've struggled to get a grip on these new cars. We've showed speed, and uh, we, we've had, had good months and then had really, really bad months, too. So, uh, you know, it's just kind of been up and down, to say the least, and it's not a – you know, it, it's frustrating when it gets like that sometimes. But um, we're, we're still getting there. We're uh, I feel like we're getting faster and we're making gains, even though we might not be showing the speed. You know, we're learning more and more every weekend. So that's the main thing. And uh, hopefully we can just get it figured out and, uh, you know, put together a good uh, stretch for the last two, three, four months of the season here. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's the important thing. Look, you were talking about learning and gaining on what, you, uh, what you're what you doing this year. Last year, you we were in a different chassis. Explain your switch to Longhorn and um, how your alliance with Jonathan Davenport has helped your effort to go after the championship and maybe some of the growing pains or the things that you've learned versus last year on the
1: tour. Yeah, um, so our switch to Longhorn was uh, it wasn't so much that we were running bad or anything like that. It was just in hope of uh, building a good relationship and uh you know having the right ties you know and even with jonathan jonathan was a big part of our switch we worked with him some last year on the winter we had the club stuff and uh, so he was uh him and rumway were all of a big help and uh, a big part for the switch so you know they uh and, and they've been good help just uh, but the growing pains is is Um, You know, they have a lot of time in their race cars, and they've done a lot of research and development, and uh, we haven't had all that quite yet, so they're, uh, you know, until we find all the parts and pieces that we need to run good, their information hasn't really been working for us a ton, so Um, but they've all been great help. Jonathan's been a big help in the, um, in the driving aspect. And, you know, anytime that he sees something that, you know, works in the racetrack a little bit better, he'll come over and tell me or something like that. So I think it's just a really healthy relationship that we have with the crew and with the owner Lance Landers and, uh, and uh, you know, driver, and just all of that. So it's been uh, it's been really refreshing to have a uh, you know, quote unquote teammate this year. But at the same time, we need uh, we just need a little bit more time to uh, get all these things. We need some more testing and just all the little things that make a successful race team successful. So um, you know, I think we're getting there. I think it's coming. We just uh, not quite there yet.
0: Right. Let's uh, let's talk about your team owner, uh, Todd. What's your uh, relationship with him? How did that come about? How did he find you? How did you find him, and vice versa? And what's your favorite <laughs> thing about driving uh, for that team?
1: Um, he. Well, I'll start how he found me. He, uh, as uh, most of you guys know, I raced at um, Brownstown on a local, and uh, I say two years. That's not very long at all. I was very fortunate to. Uh, have a dad that supported me like he did to put me in those right positions and uh but we raced at brownstown and uh, it was it was the last crate race of the year um it was it's called fun fest at brownstown and it was the last one that they had all year and uh it was it ended up being my first ever brownstown win and todd was there that night and i started 21st and i i won the race and that was my first ever and it was a really cool moment and uh todd just happened to be there Oh, uh todd had a crate car at that time and this was the end of 2015 and he was looking to expand his uh his motorsports team and whenever uh, the next year came around uh we had some deals worked out with other people and uh, so we he ran he ended up sponsoring me a little bit at the beginning of the year to go to speed weeks and do all of that and whenever I got back um you know it, it started out as just me going over there and kind of hanging out at their shop and then me and his son became friends and uh, we just all started hanging out and I used to be and I used to started going to the race shop more and uh, it all just came down to one day and all the stars aligned and just uh you know and he had a guy that had quit and uh he had bought a car for him and just all of that and you know just everything had to work out everything had to go perfect and that's exactly how it did and uh and he ended up asking me to race for him and i ran those first couple i think uh i think we won like the first five that i raced for him so that was uh that was really really cool to go from uh the equipment that i had to go into his equipment being able to win all those races it was really really cool and uh you know, just something that I'll never forget. But after that, we ran, uh, we ran crates that whole 2016 season. And at the end of 2016, we ended up getting a super and, you know, the rest is history, man. We've been, uh, we've been hard at it ever since. And I've just been really, really fortunate to, um, have the people around me that I do When to, uh, you know, for Todd, especially, uh, he has let me completely live my dream and do everything that I've ever wanted to do. And, uh, you know, he tells me all the time, he so said, I'm not doing this for me, I'm doing this for you, and it just, it, it's, uh, it's really, really cool, to say the least, because there's not very many people out there that care about somebody that much that isn't their own kid, and he has treated me like family, and done everything for me possible, and, um, you know, he's just amazing, and, you know, I'll be with him as long as he wants to race, and as long as he wants me as a driver anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's been really, it's been a great relationship, even with his family. I've grown a great relationship with his son and his wife and his daughter, and it's just uh, all been really, really cool and something that I don't think many people get to experience with a car owner.
0: You're right. And a good relationship with your car owner is key. And you hear that all the time, you know, people thanking their car owners and who gets them to the track. And, you know, I had a lot of people ask, you know, who does he drive for again? And uh, they just wanted to clear the air on that. Give Todd a shout-out because Todd's a good guy. He's always been good to me when I'm around uh, put cameras on the car and all that good stuff. So we certainly appreciate that. A shout-out to him. So uh, let's shift gears for our rapid-fire question segment real quick. We just came out of the Eldora Dirt Derby Week. Uh, if someone said, hey, Hudson, would you like to drive my truck series car, would you do it?
1: Full-time or part-time?
0: Just that one race.
1: One race. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm all for it.
0: So, everybody out there that's listening, that's, uh, that's listening to the podcast, Hudson O'Neill would love to hop in your truck next year and run the NASCAR race. So, let's take note of that. Let's get Hudson in a truck. He'd certainly put on a show, after, especially after what uh, Strickler and Marler did uh, this past week. We all know that uh, Hudson's a good talent, and he could do it. So, let's get him in a truck next year. Um, what's your favorite dirt track concession stand? What track do you love to go to for the food the most?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. Um... Eldora, Eldora always has pretty good food. Um, I Magnolia, Magnolia has good food. Sweet. Um, yep. Yeah, so that's probably and and if you ever go to Aberdeen, South Dakota, you gotta have a walking taco. Aberdeen, South Dakota, walking taco. I've going. heard
0: all about them. People talk about them all the time. You know, I, I put a poll out about a year ago saying, hey, what's the best dirt track food? And that came up quite a bit. So that's a shout-out out to the people up in South Dakota with their walking tacos, for sure. Yes. So, you go up to the concession stand. Pop or
1: water? Pop or water? Yeah. It depends on the day. Let's
0: just generalize. What's your favorite between the two?
1: Uh, a Mountain Dew's always hits, always hits the spot, spot pretty good. Uh, that
0: sounds good, and that sounds good for all of it. everybody in America, I'm sure, because that's certainly my favorite. <laughs> What's your favorite animal, man?
1: Uh... Uh, dog, that's that's pretty. Um, but besides a pet, yeah, um, probably. Hell, no, squirrel.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: I, well, I do, I do like, I do like squirrels. I do, I do like squirrels. So that might be weird, but
0: you're a fan of Brian Shirley. Then we'll take that.
1: Yeah, just <laughs> not for the nuts.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite childhood cartoon?
1: Uh, probably SpongeBob.
0: I think that goes with all of us in our generation. Favorite color? Color? Yep. Uh, blue. Who's your childhood hero?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. Somebody that, this is pretty answer, but somebody that I always grew up watching and always cheered for was, uh, I always cheered for, like, on a NASCAR level, it was always, uh, Um, Tony Stewart and then I always some people might be amazed by this but like whenever I was growing up watching my dad I always cheered for Jared Landers that was always I always loved it yes I always cheered for Jared I love Jared and uh he was always my go-to my go-to guy my dad didn't win that's who I wanted to win so
0: uh movie night
1: or game night game night by far sweet now, if you ask the girlfriend, she might say movie night.
0: I think that's all of us, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, for the most part.
0: All right, so if you could uh, pick a dirt racer uh, to compete with that is no longer active, that retired before you started, who would that be?
1: That retired before, before I started.
0: Yeah, that you've never raced with. Who would you want
1: to race with on the track? You should have told me these questions before, and I'd have some answers for you. Well, we got to put you uh, on the spot.
0: <laughs> Um, just spitball give us give us just whoever comes to the top of your mind Freddie Smith. good answer, and then your favorite sport besides racing
1: Uh. oh, I don't know, um probably basketball or golf
0: all right, and then let me let me put you on a spot with your dad real quick. What's your favorite the
1: only deal oh, let's come back on that yeah, the only yeah. active sport that I do is golf I play golf okay
0: um what's your favorite racing memory with your dad
1: um probably whenever i won magnolia okay um being in victory lane and uh you know there's there's nothing more than you want to do than impress or you know your dad be proud of you or impress your dad or you know or what you know however you want to say it um you know that was that was the one time where I've just you know smiling from ear to ear, and you know that you've you know made him proud. So that was the, probably one of the best moments.
0: Now you told me a story. I guess it was about a year ago, uh, where you were playing iRacing, and your dad came home with an Oculus, one of the um, the 360 viewers for iRacing. So he got on the iRacing simulator. Now, simulator. Now, who's better at iRacing, you or him? Well,
1: <laughs> I'll tell you the story. So he. Uh, he was running around there, and he can't do it, and I I don't know why, but I guess it's just, you, you know, if you think of it as a video game, then that's kind of just like what it is. You know, you mess up, you hit the wall, that's kind of, but, so, I bet him, because we were, I said, I bet you five bucks you won't be able to make a lap. He said, okay, so he put it in first gear and ran around there five mile an hour, made a whole lap without spinning out, hitting the wall, and got five bucks from me, so that's so he right that what he did. Yeah, yeah. That's the only racing story that I really got of him.
0: Okay. Um, let's put you on the spot uh, again here. you become president of Dirt Track Racing for a day. You can change anything. What do you change?
1: Mm, there's a lot.
0: Talk whatever you um, want to talk about. I guess it doesn't have to be one specific thing. What would you change? Just take a minute and say what would you change
1: as a driver. <sighs> I don't know. We complain about stuff all the time at the racetrack. Ah, well, um, you're racers. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, single file restarts, rubber racing. Yep. I hate rubber racing, but I think I everybody think does. All. Whether
0: you're a fan or a driver, rubber racing. That'd be if we could eliminate the two things out of the world for for dirt racing. There you go. And then the talk this week, um, Jonathan Davenport spoke out against it was passing points. We're going into a big week of passing points. Would you get rid of passing points or are you a fan?
1: Um and I see you know, I I didn't say anything and I you know, I'm not somebody that's gonna put my whole opinion out right. on Twitter or anything like that. I'm just I guess I'm just not that person. But um I like it. You know, it's P, these guys they don't they don't like it because they say it doesn't give them a fair shot or you know whatever the case may be but we're racers you know what i mean you we get paid to race and right. you know if you it just i i don't know it like I said i understand where they're coming from i don't want to i don't want to put my whole opinion out here and then get blasted for it but right. um you know i enjoy it and, you know, if it, it makes you work for it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, you have to work for it. Right. And and even if so, some people say, well, if you go out here and you're in the first seat, what are you going to do? You can't pass. You're right. You know what I mean? You, you're, you're right. You know, that's just part of it. But at the same time, you know, if you have a good race car, you can, for the most part, go out there and make a lap. You know what I mean? Right. And it just – it's kind of – one of those things, um, if you if you don't have the best race car, you can make up for it a little bit. So, I mean, I don't know. There's pros and there's cons, and, you know, it's obviously better for the fans. The fans are – it's such a better – like the Friday night at the north-south, they have – they double their crowd just because of the racing. You know what I mean? Like if, they, if the only thing they did was qualify – and run a heat race, one heat race, you know what I mean, ran one round of heat races, they wouldn't have half the people that they did there for those passing point heat races. So, you know, it's just kinda there's pros and cons, there's good about it, there's bad about it. Um, so, you know, it's kind of mixed emotions. It's but actually- in my but in my in my opinion, I'm all for it. I like it, keep it.
0: And the fans are actually on your side as far as that goes. We put a poll out on the page, and 60% said that they like passing points versus straight-up heat racing. So I think the fans are on your side from a fan perspective for sure. Um, you're going into Florence Speedway this weekend for the North-South 100. You had a lot of success there last year before you had to go out for surgery. Um, you won the prelim race, and then you finished third in the North-South. Um, are you excited for this year? you think you can bring it home?
1: I th- Man, I think so. Um, we had a really good uh, – for the Ralph Latham, and we were really, really good. And, uh, you know, we came from 11th to 3rd caution caution-free. and I think yeah. we probably had a shot to win it if we may, may have had a caution or even, you know, a couple more laps, but ifs and ends. But um, I think we're definitely going to be all right, and uh, I was impressed with the way we were there last time, so hopefully we can go back.
0: All right, man. Well, thank your sponsors. Whoever gets you to the track, give them a shout-out here, and uh, we appreciate your time, man.
1: Yeah, you know, first of all, I got to start off by thanking Todd Burns for everything. Uh, you know, just Dino One, Parking tracking, uh, Trucking, Penske Racing Shock, Swift Springs, FK Rodins, Midwest Sheet Metal, O'Neill Salvage and Recycling, um, Westside Tractor Sales. You know, just can't thank all of them enough. They all do so much, and uh, they all help so much. So, you know, it's definitely not possible without each and every one of them.
0: Hey, man, we appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. I'll see you at Florence this week, man. Appreciate it. If you'd like to become a sponsor of the Into the Slick presented by Rubbered Up Productions podcast, simply email rubberedupproductions at gmail.com. We have several different packages that are available for upcoming weeks and upcoming podcasts, and I'm excited to share the future of the Into the Slick podcast with you. You can also direct message the Rubbered Up Productions Facebook page. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.